Good morning, and we are joined at this time, as we usually are at every other Monday, by Congressman Greg Pence, who represents Indiana's 6th Congressional District. Good morning to you, Congressman. Morning, Tom. How are you? Oh, fantastic. It is Monday. Excellent weather. Uh, fair season is uh, upon us, which we'll uh, talk about a little bit. But, uh, and of course, uh, a lot of things going on on Capitol Hill, even though uh, summer and the uh, living is easy, as they say, uh, not necessarily all the, all the time. Um, see that uh, you, you're able to secure a favorable outcome from the uh, Office of uh, Management and Budget for Indiana's 6th District in the uh, MSA designation. Uh, can you explain that a little bit more? Yeah, Tom, thanks. The MSA stands for Metropolitan Statistical Area, and in the Indiana 6th District, Columbus and Muncie are two cities that are kind of elevated as larger rural cities and because of that they get additional funding and this first came to my attention maybe even three months ago when the mayor of columbus indiana called me and said hey they're changing our designation and they would reduce our grants that we've been eligible for for 20 years and it's the tune of eight million dollars for columbus indiana which would uh, uh take out the entire bus system and um, um uh, other other services that Columbus provides. So we got on that. Uh, we wrote a letter. We got all the delegates in Indiana and then expanded it to other Congress people uh, and brought this to everybody's attention. The OMB is independent of the legislative branch. It's in the executive branch, and, and we challenged it. Heck of a time to change that and start taking these funds away from communities that have had a difficult time, particularly last year, and we got a favorable ruling. So I, you know, every once in a while you get a win on the board, and we're we're real proud to have literally led that, based on uh, listening to what our constituents said. You know, folks think if you know if they get they contact us, we're, there's not much we can do, but there is. It, you just never know, and you know that our focus is and always has been constituent services. That's that's why. You know, that's why we spent all last week and in days of the week before out in the district talking to folks. And in addition to Columbus and Muncie, uh, see some other Indiana, uh, Indiana cities would have been uh, affected by this. Right. I think there are about seven. I, I could name them for you, Tom. Uh, but, uh, you know, Terre Haute, Kokomo, Michigan, City, LaPorte uh, are the others. So there's, there's a good handful of good-sized cities that are kind of regional hub cities that uh, would affect everybody. It's like, you know, we, Indianapolis is our capital. Uh, we don't we want Indianapolis to do well, and we want our regional cities to do well, too. There's a lot of – there's a lot, sometimes services uh, that we don't have in some of our smaller towns. Okay, so, so uh, looking back, it was in uh, January. This was a proposal that would uh... – increase the population threshold, and then so it would go from 50,000 to 100,000 people that would have adversely affected these Indiana cities. Exactly. So you take, you know, a town, uh, I think both Muncie and Columbus are probably in what's designated as the metro, so it's not just the city limits. You know, they're over, each of them were over 50, but under 100. And why they wanted to arbitrarily go to 100 didn't make any sense. You know why? And and believe it or not, Tom, that affected almost 300 
cities across the country. So they were going to take, and, and of course, what are we talking about? We're talking about rural communities, rural cities that would have had reduced federal funding. We send money to D.C. just like everybody else does. There's no reason we can't get it back. And I see that uh, you had this, uh, you sent out this, a letter and uh, you had bipartisan support on this. Yeah, very, very much. I, I don't even remember how many folks, once it got going, uh, we had folks, uh, I think we had the entire, uh, all the Republicans and Democrats in the state of Indiana. Uh, we, I know we did. And I think we got, you know, and then it spread from state to state in, uh, in supporting uh, our letter and our request to the OMB. Yeah, because uh, I, I think no matter what your uh, political stripe, if uh, if your um, if your constituents are going to be adversely affected, I mean that's that's going to be something that really uh, you know takes on a meaning, and that's uh, all about uh, what it's all about as far as representation in Congress. Yeah, and Tom, you know I like to I I'm not a what I call a rock thrower. I uh, I've been able to work um, with uh, both of my Democratic peers in the state of Indiana on bills that help Indiana and Indiana businesses. And this would be a, a, whether it's on a bill or on a, on a letter, uh, when it comes to protecting and promoting Indiana, you know, we're uh, fortunately, uh, we do work well together, just like I think all kind of Hoosiers, you know, we're, when you, when you turn on, uh, the national television and you see everybody yelling and fighting, uh, thank goodness we don't do that here in Indiana. All right. So again, a uh, favorable outcome from the Office of Management and Budget for India's sixth congressional district, as far as uh, MSA designation, and uh, again, that is metropolitan uh, statistical area. So, uh, so that one uh, was a uh, a, a win uh, for the sixth congressional district, and uh, I guess uh, in in uh, in a roundabout way, uh, you in particular. But uh, you know, that's really what it's all about: is winning for the district. Right. Right. Exactly. All right. And then uh, moving on uh, to uh, other topics, uh, July uh, 2021 had uh, uh, a lot of things going on as far as the constituent services. Uh, what can you tell about uh, as far as that realm is concerned? Well, um, kind of one thing is I've been out and about. I will tell you some things that I, as I was in D.C., I was able to kind of champion, you know, rural broadband, as we've talked, is just a huge issue. Um, my bill, H.R. 4283, which was uh, introduced and passed in 2019, has the FCC, USDA, and the NTIA all get together and uh, coordinate where we do and we don't have rural broadband. You and I both know where we don't have broadband. We just drive down the road and, and say to somebody, hey, I'll call you back in 10 minutes. I'm, gonna, I'm about to lose you. So the good news is, that those three agencies are now working together in a cooperative agreement, and it will reduce the confusion of where there is broadband and there isn't broadband. And that was part of the problem. One agency would say, no, this, is, this area is covered, and the other said uh, it's not. And so there would be funding problems for bills, and dollars already allocated, the funding would be difficult to get because no one could agree whether or not there was rural broadband or broadband there. 
and this all this will reduce that bureaucracy and that uh, hindrance uh, to identifying where there is and isn't broadband. So that's exciting. Uh, another thing is, you know, I the Routes Act. As we talk about the infrastructure bill, I was able to go to Rules Committee. If you go to pence.house.gov, you can actually see me introducing the Routes Act and saying, listen, as we do the infrastructure bill, uh, and we, you know, I don't know where we're at on that. It's got to got to come back from the Senate. I said, don't forget uh, rural. And the good news is I had a very powerful uh, Henry uh, Cuervo uh, uh, also uh, sponsored that with me because I have to have a, a Democrat do it with me. And uh, so we got everybody's attention about rural infrastructure. You know, we have more roads, more water, more sewer, more bridges, more dams, more locks uh, than they do in cities in rural America. So I was happy to get that incorporated in the bill, incorporated in everybody's view and thought process as we move forward negotiating an infrastructure bill. All right. And with that, we're going to go ahead and take a quick time out. We'll be back with more with Congressman Greg Pence right after this on The Daily Pod. Don't adjust your radio. The sound that you hear is your stomach. You're having trouble focusing. You can't recall your last meal. You're trapped in the hunger zone. The solution, Batesville to go. Let To Go deliver a hot, fresh meal to your home or office whenever hunger strikes. To Go delivers the best food from local restaurants. Visit us online at togodelivers.com or call us at 812-727-8800. Batesville To Go, big city convenience, small town taste. And welcome back to The Daily Pod. I'm Tom Snape. We are speaking with Congressman Greg Pence. And uh, Congressman, uh, we've been talking about uh, constituent services. And uh, I know another thing that's... Uh, uh, Congress, uh, member of Congress can get involved in is uh, passport services. And uh, uh, how uh, how is it that uh, your office can help somebody with a uh, who might have a passport issue? Yeah, not only passport, but all kinds of issues, even even visas. Sometimes it's amazing. Uh, we'll get calls every once in a while, Tom. People say, hey, I'm I uh, I've 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 taken a vacation, I'm going here, or my, my child is going to go to school, or they're going to go to, say, uh, some social program in some other country, and, and I, we need a passport. And uh, we can expedite that, no promises, uh, but we've been very successful in contacting uh, uh, the agencies necessary to help people get those. You know, during the pandemic, uh, People in D.C. were not working or even federal employees like you have to go to Chicago uh, in this area to get your passport or a visa in some cases. Um, and and we've been able to help people get that done. You know, it's the same thing with Social Security, veterans issues, just just about uh, not this weekend, last weekend. I was talking to someone and they said, hey, I've got a friend. They're a veteran and they've been trying to get their be- under try to figure out how to get their veteran benefits for about a year and a half now. And I, and where, who would we turn to? I said, that's us. Uh, that's what we do. If it has anything to do with the federal government, people should contact us. Last year, believe it or not, we handled 33,000. Now that was during COVID. So that was an exceptional year, but we handled 33,000 emails, calls, and letters 
and help people, whether, you know, back last year was PPP, PPE, uh, and then even getting people that were stuck in foreign countries, helping them get back home. So that's what we do. I've got 14 employees in D.C. and Indiana. We have four offices uh, in the Indiana 6th District, and our job is to provide the constituent services. I'm a representative of the 6th District, and I represent people to the uh, I'm the go-between between the federal government uh, and the people of the Indiana Sixth District. You know that isn't the that isn't the glory of the job for some people. Some people like to run to TV and talk about themselves all the time. What I like to do is focus on constituent services. And that's kind of at the root of uh, the way the framers uh, kind of set things up, wasn't it? Uh, helping uh, folks back home. It is. Uh, it is. You know, we uh, it's very clear what our responsibilities are to the Indiana 6th District. Legislative is one of them, but legislative should really be uh, at the very core uh, legislation that uh, makes sure that Washington uh, um, is is cognizant of what's important in each district, in all the districts, in all the states. And the only way to do that is I, you know, I go and I bring what I've told. I'm a product come of the information I receive. This week uh, or next week, we're going to stand up a, a law enforcement task force. I am now on the uh, law enforcement task force uh, for the Republican Party in the House. And so I'm going to hold a hearing, uh, try to get as many of uh, the sheriff and law enforcement here in the Indiana 6th District and while I have been talking to them at great length, I even spoke at the uh, FOP convention in French Lick. I just want to get current with that. So I, I, I try to gather information. You know, we went to fairs. Uh, I got 19 fairs I'm supposed to go to. I got 16 under my belt. Uh, two of them uh, actually aren't official fairs, so uh, we're not going to those. But I'll hit one more. Uh, actually hit Ripley County on Friday. All right. Okay. We'll be looking forward to that. So, uh, and uh, we'll, we'll be talking about uh, some more of those uh, here in just a bit. But uh, speaking of uh, Ripley County, uh, it was one of the counties affected by uh, it's, uh, the uh, Small Business Administration disaster assistance, uh, storms and flooding on uh, June 18th and 19th. Uh, we saw some more uh, storms uh, clobbering the area over the weekend, uh, however, not as bad as what we saw uh, back in June. However, see, uh, Ripley is uh, one of the counties that's uh, involved uh, where uh, folks can apply for disaster loans. Well, that, that, that's good news. I assume that has to first go through the state. Is that correct, Tom? You, you, may, you probably know a little more than I know about that. Yeah, it's uh, Indiana businesses and residences. And then, but, yeah, it's a small business administration. Um, they'd set up uh, you know, the service centers. And, uh, of course, they had uh, the one in uh, the nearest one, <clears throat> excuse me, to our area was uh, Madison. And they, uh, they ended up... Uh, closing that office but they do have uh they do have some information that they're uh, putting out as far as that's concerned well super you know that's that's the type of thing that the government is good to do uh, security health and safety uh, those are the things i'll always kind of support and uh to lighten things up here as uh, we start uh, to uh wrap things up here of course you uh, alluded to the county fairs that you've uh, visited and uh um uh, 
and I'm sure that's always uh, one of the uh, the good things about the job is getting out and meeting the constituents at the county fairs. Well, and eating pork and <laughs> uh, barbecue and hamburger. <laughs> I'll vouch for yeah, that. I can't help myself. I can't help myself, Tom. Yeah, it's fun. You know, I, it, it's when you got when you got nineteen or, or seventeen of them, you got to get to. You you can't spend as much time as you'd like at every one of them. And and the rain the rain was a challenge this year. It really was. It it kind of shut some some of them down a little bit some nights. So, but but we got you know we got one 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 open one left this week, and I'm I'm excited. I haven't decided what I'm going to eat on Friday, but it'll be it'll be something delish. Uh, yep, and Ripley County, you'll be at the, the Ripley County Fair Friday. My go-to, uh, personally, uh, is usually at, at Ripley County is the Walking Taco. Is the what? Walking Taco. What's yeah. a Walking Taco? Well, you have the uh, you have the corn chips in a bag, and they put uh, put the meat and the uh, lettuce and so forth and all the fixings in there, and, and you, you eat the kind of like a... It's it's like a taco, but without the uh, the actual uh, uh, tortilla or the. Oh yeah, my you just see my wife there. Denise. Yeah, my wife Denise loves those. So okay, all right, that's <laughs> what I'm gonna have. <laughs> hey, just just trying to be helpful, sir. <laughs> uh huh. Yeah, it doesn't sound real helpful. <laughs> well, you know, not maybe not healthful or healthy, but you know, hey, you got the uh, got right. ground beef and vegetables, so. Can't be too bad, right? Well, I, I'm headed back. I'll, I'll be back uh, Thursday night. I'm out in D.C. this week, uh, and the funny thing is, out in D.C., I walk about five miles a day. Not not for exercise, because going back and forth to vote, and back and forth to the, the different committee hearings. So I'll work off some of it before I put it back on with my taco. <laughs> the walking taco yes that's uh yeah walking taco there yes. you go hopefully hopefully they uh they they bring those back this year so because that's you know as i said that's always uh that's always my go-to at the ripley county fair but um and uh lastly uh congressman anything else that uh you want to put forth uh before we uh, wrap things up this morning just uh you know if people need to get a hold of us uh gov. give us a shout um you know we've got uh, go there we've we have some uh uh ways to contact us and information that may be interesting to them pence.house.gov our thanks to congressman greg pence who represents indiana's sixth congressional district for joining us this morning i'm tom snape for the daily pod